Hello and welcome to Radio Duende with your host, Kia Neggett. And Camille Beamer. There you go. So I've got this lovely lady sitting next to me and we're going to talk today about... Calypso! Calypso music! I don't know if that's actually Calypso. Yeah, that's Calypso. Disney's, Disney did some Calypso stuff. Uh, anyway, it's a it's a genre of music that I kind of just started paying ten- attention to since the last time we were in Belize. Um, but I've always loved it. I've loved it since I was a kid, listening to Harry Belafonte on The Muppet Show, uh, or I think he was also on Sesame Street, and that was probably my first introduction. Besides, my grandfather has a collection of um, like jet setty like world music uh records that i've gone through and listened to and so definitely like he's got some harry belifonte albums and uh as well as many other like you know that kind of like 50s jazzy yeah actually when i first met you you would play your harry belifonte records for me all the time yeah because they're they're cool and sexy you're cool and sexy (laughs) thanks baby uh calypso music um if you've never heard it before has a distinctive syncopated 2-4 or 4-4 rhythm. It's an upbeat and highly melodic genre with catchy tunes that make the listener think of dusky dance halls and tropical beaches hidden behind the palm trees. Common calypso instruments can include a drum set, Latin percussion such as bongos, congas, and timbales, bass guitar, acoustic or electric guitars, trumpets, trombones, saxophones, clarinets, and sometimes features multiple vocalists. The steel drum is my favorite instrument, which (laughs) I'm going to try and practice and hopefully learn. Uh, It's also a common instrument in a calypso band. Uh, The form of music known as calypso got its early roots in Trinidad and Tobago in the mid-17th century, when people from West Africa were kidnapped and brought to the French colonies in the Caribs as slaves forced to work the sugar plantations there. They were separated from their families and others in their tribes and were not allowed to speak to one another as they toiled in the fields, but they were not kept quiet for long. The Africans began to sing songs to one another, much like they did in their homelands with Kaiso and Kanbule music, using the lyrics to admonish their slave masters, inform each other of good news, spread gossip, and warn each other of future troubles. The French, besides their slaves, also brought with them the tradition of Carnival, a religious celebration prior to Lent in which people were free to dance, eat, and sing without reproof. This freedom of expression resonated with the West Africans, and it became a staple in their new ways of life, especially after the abolition of slavery in 1834. Carnival became a proving ground for up-and-coming Calypsonians who competed with each other in front of roaring audiences to become the best of the best, the wittiest, the most clever and biting, the kings and queens of double entendres. In short, a Calypso lord. Oh, it would be so much fun to go and back in time and see oh one my of God. those shows. Yeah, it would be. I mean, they still do like have Calypso contests in Trinidad and Tobago. And like, I would love to go there at some point in life and, and see that. It's got to be a good time. Uh, some notable Calypso lords include its forebears, Iron Duke, Roaring Lion, Mighty Sparrow, Attila the Hun, which are all awesome names, as well as those who truly defined the genre, like Lord Invader and Lord Kitchener, Lord Rayburn, who's still alive, and Calypso Rose, the first female Calypso Lord. 
Harry Belafonte is credited for bringing the genre to the masses in the United States, as well as a Lord and Vader cover by the Andrews sisters, Rum and Coca-Cola, which you've probably heard. My apologies to the many more I didn't mention and to those listening out there with their own personal favorites. Mine being Kitchener and his song, Cat Party in the Sky. (laughs) I suggest you listen to Calypso with the same mentality that you would enjoy music, movies, or literature from any other bygone era, with a grain of salt and as much understanding as you can muster. Times were different then, and it can be difficult to put yourself in the place of people who may no longer be alive. Hard to feel their same emotions toward people, places, and events that only existed so long ago. The music is sometimes progressive, such as the song Man Smart, Woman Smarter. Oftentimes misogynistic, with the songs Rebound Wife, uh, Loving Woman is a Waste of Time, or Woman Police in England. Or homophobic, such as the song My Experience on the Rapper Band, which uh, features a very surprised Calypsonian singing about men dancing with each other, and most often written with a tongue firmly in cheek and a few biting words to say about local politics. Listening to Calypso today, uh, you sometimes get that cringy feeling that you get when like your uncle says something at the Thanksgiving table that like, you're kind of like, Oh, what are you saying? But uh but it's got good tunes and it's uh it's fun enough and silly enough that you can kind of like uh okay gloss over it but uh you know listen to it with um with that in mind so calypso is by nature a subversive genre it was used like a bulletin board to announce the events of the day challenge the shortcomings of the local leaders, and call attention to the various and often dubious love lives of people well-known in the community. It was traditionally led by a griot, or a West African storyteller, who was also a leader or advisor to the royal personages, and thus a man looked up to by his community for his ability to tell truths and cut through the egos and exaggerations of other people. The role eventually evolved to be more a call-and-response leader, as well as a sort of contender, the audience backing the audaciousness and veracity of their chosen hero. Calypso's songs became the most reliable news source for most people on the islands, their lyrics often debated by journalists and politicians. So that's how you would get your news back in the day. Not Facebook <laughs> sure or Instagram. Spread like telephone. Like, <laughs> sure it's switched around Probably. from house to house. It's like... But... Uh, you know, Mr. Smith and Mrs. Smith, they went and had a baby. And then by the time it, like, <laughs> went around the island, it was like, who else was involved? <laughs> the Smiths lived on the island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not. But uh, Eventually, those in charge caught on and began censoring the songs, even going so far as to dump shipments of newly printed albums into the ocean to silence the singers. But still, the songs got out, and hidden codes double entendres, and cleverly innocuous comparisons were implemented in place of blatant criticism. Trying to sneak those on by. Just, like, drop them in the ocean? Yeah, they would, uh, like, whole boatloads of, like, records they would just dump off the coast. And part of that was because of the censorship, and then part of it was because of, like, rival uh, record labels, like, trying to corner the market and get rid of their competition by just, like, sabotaging their recordings. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> business. That's business. Listen today, and it's easy to know what Lord Kitchener was actually saying when he sings about Lenore's well. But somehow the censors let that one and many, many others like it slip by and get published. Calypso was always the voice of the voiceless. In fact, the closest comparison to traditional Calypso that I can think of, at least in its spirit and its intentions, is modern-day hip-hop. The music back then, as hip-hop is now, was a way for the poor, the oppressed, and the generally overlooked to share their feelings to an understanding audience, band together under a common rhythm, and express themselves in an exuberant and artistic manner, all while having a good time doing it. Calypsonians even had informal lyrical battles called sans humanité, or no mercy, where they would improvise insults towards rival singers. So basically like rap battles back in the day. To sum it all up, the people of West Africa, brought to the new world against their will, nevertheless regained their voices and forged new rhythms with which to express themselves and connect to one another. Calypso music is at the same time both classy and raunchy, revolutionary and conservative, steeped in traditional values but bursting at the seams with new ideas. But as much as it can contradict itself, some things remain. The rebelliousness, the sense of community, and the good-natured humor of the beautiful people of the islands. That's fun. Let's dance. Let's dance. <laughs> you got some favorite songs, Camille? Any you can think of? I don't know. I can't really think of any of the names, but I do know that I love that kind of music, and I've always listened to it growing up. My mom would always play her music really loud, and there was definitely Calypso songs in the mix. Um, just, yeah. Yeah, you I introduced me to Lord Rayburn. Uh, he's, he's cool. I really like him. He actually just came out with a new COVID song, uh, at the start of the pandemic. <laughs> the music video is pretty fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Check that out. So this is a tough episode to do because I obviously want to play parts of these songs so that way, you know, listeners can hear what they sound like without me just talking about them. But, um, I don't know how to get rights for music to do that. And although most of these guys are dead, I think the statute of uh, like copyright limitations like lasts like 75 years after a person's death, unless you can get permission by the recording company to do it. But all those recording companies, I mean, like I probably could put music like that on here, but man, it would suck to have like all your money sued away before we even start oh my God, our <laughs> journey in Belize. So you're going to have to just go look it up and like... Calypso! Yeah, Lord Kitchener, Lord Rayburn, uh, the Duke of Iron. Um, those guys are great, great to start with. Lord Kitchener is my favorite. Uh, hopefully we have him playing like, I want him like in the bathrooms at the resorts when you like are drinking too much at the bar and you have to go. You can hear him singing about Cat Party in the Sky. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> uh, any of his great songs. So check them out out there. All right, listeners, welcome back to Radio D-U-E-N-D-E. We got something extra special for you up next. It's a new track by my favorite band, The Rump Shakers. It's called... Tree women, one man. I hope you all enjoy it. Here we go. Tree women, one man. 
You think that three women be good for one man? Not when it's your wife, your ma, and your grand. Do this, says the one. Do that, says the other. Don't do either of those, says your sweet old grandmother. My wife and I went to stay with her mother and her mother's mother. My wife and I went to stay with her mother and her mother's mother. I got a to-do list as long as my leg. Replace this old light bulb. Go get milk and eggs. I don't get no privacy. I don't have free time. The way they be treating me, well, it should be a crime. My wife and I went to stay with her mother and her mother's mother. My wife and I went to stay with her mother and her mother's mother. So many duties when you're just one man. The only time that I'm alone is when I'm on the can. I try to get help, but I don't know what to do. And I just found out that her aunt is moving in too. Oh no, my wife and I went to stay with her mother, her aunt, and her mother's mother. My wife and I went to stay with her mother, her aunt, and her mother's mother. Oh, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-